You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. Coming to you live from Taco Tambourine, where we're sharing a Best Buds burrito box. Did we have to share proof of friendship? No, 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 no. Not while we're here talking to you for the Rick and Morty season premiere here on Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Mmm, love them drive through tacos. Oh my gosh. You know what? You know what my favorite taco place to hate is? Is it's Taco Bueno, uh, which is which is a, a Midwest taco. Or no, it was in Colorado, maybe. It's just like a weird yeah, place. Yeah, they like, have Taco Bueno in Oklahoma. So yeah, it's definitely, you know, middle yeah. of the country. Like why like what, why what's, taco what's your bueno? Beef with Taco Bueno. <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, uh being a California kid, Taco Bell seems to be the premier fast food taco place. Um, uh, and so Where, like Taco Bueno seems like very like Let's just let's say taco and then a Spanish word that means good and then and then market. And then let's whole, just build our restaurant around that. No, you know I what think. I know I know what it is because the commercial is like the whitest sounding person. He's like, <laughs> come to Taco Bueno. And I'm like, eh, you know, like, come on, at least at least try to play the part. Anyways, welcome here, to Intermetro RSS. Hold on. No, <laughs> before we move on from Taco Bueno, we drove past the do- Taco Bueno the other day. And they were advertising their taquitos and their ranch dipping sauce. <laughs> and that's and that's why I dislike Taco Boy now. Uh, try their salsa bar. Anyway, we have, we welcome have to Intermission with spaghetti sauce. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the season seven premiere. Uh, the episode is out uh, and we're here to talk about it. Right. Thank you so much for, for coming back, for, for joining us as we get ready to review all of the episodes for season seven. We'll be back week after week. Uh, we're very excited uh, for yet another season. Uh, lots of, of changes, lots of new things to discuss. Um, but so far, I'm hopeful for an exciting and an awesome season. Um, how, how's, how's your excitement level, Brandon? Scale of uh, three to seven. <laughs> oh, you, you, threw, you threw me a curveball. You you threw you threw me a you threw me a curve pitch, uh, which is indicative of like the do- the Dodgers not about to win the World Series or something like that. Or yeah, it's baseball postseason. I think that's a thing. <laughs> not a sports podcast. Um, uh, it's I'm a, I'm at a I'm at a six to seven, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll say six because we watched the we you know this is a full go ahead and and throw this out there. We've seen the first two episodes. This is the first of those two episodes that that we're that we're covering. This is the premiere episode. Um, and, and so there's some really, really good stuff here. We're only talking about this first episode here on this episode, um, wow. but I'm interested to see how the rest of the season goes after these first two episodes. But we'll talk more about that and more. How are you feeling about the about, uh, uh, I'm I'm really excited. I, I think the initial excitement about uh, will the show feel different? Will it sound different? Um, a lot of that has faded away for me. Mm-hmm. And so really now I'm just really excited to get into the content of these episodes see where the writers, the directors, all the rest of the cast and crew take this, take it uh, in season seven. Um, so yeah, we'll discuss all of that over the main thing. But before we get to that, we're going to stop off very briefly for some semi-pertinent news. Oh, semi-pertinent news. Hop, hop, hop. Semi-pertinent news. Hop, hop, hop. It's the first song of the year. It's semi-pertinent news. Hop, hop, hop. 
yeah, semi-pertinent news. Well, welcome, welcome to the season seven premiere. This is semi-pertinent news for those who may just be joining us. Semi-pertinent news is where we talk about Rick and Morty news or Rick and Morty related news, whether it be writers or directors or merchandise or random shit that we pick up off the internet. Um, but before before we do that, do us a favor, follow us over on a couple social media channels, Rick and Morty Pod over on X, which used to be Twitter. But it's not Twitter anymore, but it's X. But everyone still calls it Twitter. Even people who are currently on X calling it Twitter. You can go over to Facebook.com slash Rick and Morty Podcast. You can find us on Rick and Morty Pod at Instagram. Uh, Rick and Morty Podcast also on Instagram because we got our Instagram back. Uh, so we have yeah. to follow us on both of them. We don't give a shit. Um, follow us over at uh, Rick, and Morty, uh, Rick and Morty Podcast at gmail.com. You can shoot us an email there. Send us theories, thoughts, quotes, whatever you want to talk about, and, and we'll we'll go ahead and feature that on the show. Over on the web, over at Reddit, rickandmortyreddit.com, go ahead and go to the the basically the official subreddit of Rick and Morty. Uh, good news, we've uh, we the 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 moderators over there at the subreddit, we've kind of partnered with Adult Swim. So every Friday uh, after this after this week, if you go to the subreddit in the morning, probably around eleven or twelve. AM uh, Pacific time, you will probably see the cold open before anybody else for that week's episode of Rick and Morty. So remember, go to Rick and Morty's Reddit, uh, Rick and Morty Reddit dot, dot Reddit dot com uh, every Friday uh, to check that out. Um, and of course, uh, if you want to check out our stuff, we're at Rick and Morty dot pod, Rick and Morty dot pod dot com. Well, I don't know. I don't know. See, it's screwed up. I got my podcast.reddit.com. Yeah, yeah, sure, 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 yes. sure, sure, sure. That's sure, 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 sure. Uh, go to youtube.com slash apathetic enthusiasm for, for live video of us. Okay, I'm done. See, yeah, I don't do, I don't the, do a good get job. Get the videos of us. Uh, patrons, go to patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm if you want to support us. Thank you for, for all the patrons. Um, thank you, Brandon, for uh, taking care of the housekeeping. I completely glossed over it. I'm so excited to talk about these episodes. Uh, but now that we have the social media out of the way, uh, let's talk about one news story. Semi uh, news, pop, pop. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. Back we're we're going to, we're going to talk about one news story, uh, that came out, um, this last week. Uh, it's from the Hollywood reporter. They did a feature interviewing Dan Harmon leading up to season seven. And one of the things that he talks about in this, uh, this, this article is uh, he teases a Rick and Morty movie. Um, and, and this comes a little bit out of a conversation that he had with the director of Justice League, uh, uh, Zack Snyder. And, and, they t and Zack Snyder is a, a huge fan of Rick and Morty. And we've talked about this a little bit in some past episodes. Uh, but Zack talked to Dan Harmon and said, hey, like, can we get a movie going? How, how would you get into like some sort of Rick and Morty movie? How could we make this work? Uh, Dan says something about wanting uh, Zack Snyder to release a Snyder cut of the movie first. <laughs> That's like six hours long uh, and three hours of it are in black and white. And then after that, they can do a director's cut. Um, I, I that's I a little. <laughs> I glossed over part of that article, but I thought that whole thing was a joke by by Harmon saying he didn't. He didn't really talk to Snyder. Uh, but uh, the the <laughs> so please everyone go to Hollywood Reporter look at that article and 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 fact check me. But uh, the the other thing about that thing was jokes aside, uh, there he was approached by WB about uh, about a potential Rick and Morty movie. He talks about yeah. 
uh, instead of it being like a like a, a lore slash like almost like a uh, a finale a finality to the Rick and Morty story, like how like oh now there's a we're doing a movie, you know, it has to be something very very uh, hardcore based in lore. No, it just would be like an, a 90 minute episode that is just with a huge budget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let the animators go wild to bigger music, bigger animation, same, you know, fart jokes yeah. and sci-fi rigmarole. Give, give, give um, Ryan yeah. Elder a huge budget and just get that man paid so him and I can talk about, you know, video games together, you know? <laughs> yes. Um, so... You know, we'll see. Uh, Dan says he's got some ideas. They have some some concepts. Uh, they also go on to talk a little bit more about uh, season seven and the development of that, and how much of uh, help Scott Martyr is uh, being a showrunner for the, for the uh, new seasons, things like that. So, um, yeah, definitely go check it out. Link is in our show notes. It's uh, out on the Hollywood Reporter if you want to read more about uh, a potential Rick and Morty movie. Yeah, there you go. Um, in so that is number one of semi pertinent news. There is another uh, semi pertinent news thing that we're not really going to talk about here. Uh, there, there is an actual another Dan Harmon uh, interview about him talking about uh, Justin Roiland stuff. But you know what? This is a premiere day. We don't want we don't want to bring it down with controversy. We don't want to do any of that. Privacy. We want to talk about exciting stuff. And so here's what I think we should talk about, Travis. I think we should talk about instead the Dan Harmon social media minute. Dan Harmon social media minute. Okay, so Dan posted on his Instagram. If you want to follow Dan Harmon, he's at Dan Harmon over on Instagram. Uh, this post is a screen capture, no comment, of uh, a text message conversation with him and his close and dear friend, Rob Schraub. Uh, and it starts with a picture that Rob Schraub sent to Dan of Dan like peering through a fishbowl. Uh, this is a, this is a this is a picture from a magazine article, and Dan's Dan's comment is just all right, period. <laughs> and then and then days later, he comes he follows up with, "Look, someone with a camera put me behind a fishbowl. What am I gonna do? Fold my arms and say I'm too cool?" <laughs> and Rob Schraub replies, "So was it set up?" And Dan's response is, one of these days, a magazine is going to photograph you, probably mean friend quarterly, and I cannot wait. <laughs> uh, so there you have it. Uh, a look inside the conversations between Dan and Rob. Uh, and that is your Dan Harmon Social Woo! Media Minute. Thanks, Travis. Thank you for bringing us our weekly dose of Dan Harmon Social Media Minute. For those who are new to the show, Travis goes to Dan Harmon Social Media. And then for a minute, we talk about it. And that's all we that's got. It. That's it. <laughs> all right. When we come back, we are going to be breaking down all of the details from the season premiere, how Poopy got his poop back. Uh, so stick around and we'll be right back. All right, everybody, it is the moment that you have been waiting for, the moment we have waited almost a whole year for. It is finally time to break down the season premiere in a little segment that we call The Main Thing. Main thing, main thing, main thing, main thing, main 
thing. Main thing. It's the main thing. Come on, everybody. Sing in. You know the words. Join in. You know the words. It's joy. There's only two Sing. fucking words to this song. <laughs> you know it. The main thing. Welcome, everyone. It's the main thing. That's right. We are talking about the season seven premiere of Rick and Morty. This is episode one. How Poopy got his poop back. It aired the October 15th of 2023. Writing by Nick Rutherford, a uh, writer of, of other episodes, and directed, directed, directed by directed. Lucas Gray. Now, Travis, we we have the pronopsis, and we actually received all the pronopsises for all of these episodes before the season even started. Why don't you why don't you introduce to us? I mean, we've talked about it in our last episode, but why don't you introduce to us on this premiere the pronopsis? Bruh, come out with us. You're being so boring, dude. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. Thank you, Travis. Um, our synopsis. And then our completely improvised synopsis is <laughs> Brandon. I see. As I scroll down from our show notes, I go from the pronopsis, and then there's a page break, and then it says our synopsis, colon, flashing line from the Google Doc <laughs> that has nothing there. Our synopsis is Mr. Poopy Butthole comes out of his funk and learns how to live again. Yeah. Interventions are hard, and sometimes you have to intervene. There you go. That's the synopsis. Bring some friends into it. So like an intervention. No, I'm just, we're just going to hang out. No, we're just going to encourage our friend to, you know, back off his drinking a little bit. That's right. uh, title reference, of course, from the feature film, How Stella Got Her Groove Back. Brandon, have you seen that film? Yeah, have I have I ever? I've got it on Blu-ray. I've got it on VHS. I I actually uh, reverse scanned it to Laserdisc uh, to because like a lot of people are starting vinyl collections, but I'm starting a, like a Laserdisc collection, right? Um, Such a hipster. Yeah, you're so. I'm bringing it back. You're, everything you're so counterculture. Everything sounds better in Laserdisc. <laughs> I don't believe that to be the case at all. I have never seen how Stella got her groove back. No, uh, I don't know what it's about. No. No, I think I think it's about Stella getting her groove back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might it might yeah, be like, like she lost of, it and then she got it back. <laughs> it's it's like one of those uh, like that lucky movie, right? Where like she's like she's unlucky and she's like she can't find her luck or something like that, and then she gets it back. Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's let's break down some of the themes from this episode. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one being pretty obvious. Uh, we've talked about it a little bit, but uh, the idea of interventions. Uh, the episode starts off uh, in the cold open with uh, Mr. Poopy Butthole uh, really just at the the end of his rope. Uh, if he had a rope, really, uh, or a belt, he'd hang it from a ceiling fan. And if Benefest uh, would help but, him up, uh, give him just a boost. They're not expensive. <laughs> Any, anyway, um, so yeah, we... <laughs> <laughs> we The last time we saw this little poopy superstar... Uh, it was at the the end of a season, which we usually see uh, seasons close out with Mr. Poopy Butthole. Uh, but he was doing real bad. He was living on his own. He was eating top ramen out of the pan. Um, just, you know, really, you know, life life would, had taken a bad turn. And it goes from bad to worse. Uh, opening in his third wall breaking. Third wall? How about fourth wall even? Uh 
he he's talking to to the audience about how bad it's gotten and then opens up with season seven rick and morty um which which was fun it was cool but obviously this is the worst we've ever seen mr poopy butthole yeah 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 we uh you know it the 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 cold open starts with they're all just the family is just they're eating dinner and and they're alluding to somebody with a top hat leaving his top hats all over the place uh and 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 wondering when he's when he's gonna leave and that and that's when we see mr poopy butthole he's unshaven unkempt beth is is trying to take him out and there's a bunch of jokes at the expense of of beth like shooting him and uh it's like it was up it all started when beth shot me (laughs) um (laughs) said i was sorry Um, but yeah, yeah. And like in the, in the corner, there is like a, a child custody for dummy dummies book. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's not doing well. He's, he's, he's not doing well. Clearly he's living at, at the Smith household and, uh, you know, they, Rick is, Rick is his friend. Rick, Rick is his friend. They try to, the family tries to get him to do an intervention and, and Rick really just doesn't want to do an intervention. yeah um yeah and i i think there's probably a little bit about like rick and his own you know relationship with substances and alcohol and his personal struggles with his mental health that upon a couple viewings of this i i thought yeah that if i was in rick's shoes I wouldn't want to host an intervention for my friend and be like, hey, drinking is bad for you. You shouldn't do that anymore when he clearly has, <laughs> you know, his own issues with with, uh, you know, drugs and alcohol. Yeah. You know, I, I think I think that's a very fair assessment because the, the thing is. The, the the thing nobody wants to feel like is, is a hypocrite when they're when they're being like, we care about your health. You need to stop self-destruction also i'm gonna go take a drink or, or maybe do some drugs right now right <laughs> um <Yeah>. and <laughs> it, 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 it's so, so it's hard it's hard okay. to want to do that like uh so with when, when chelsea was pregnant like she stopped drinking she stopped smoking and she's like you can you can drink you're fine i'm like ah, that doesn't feel right that doesn't feel right for me to be able to do this and you not be able to do this it doesn't yeah it doesn't we're united on this we're, we're one team here we're united yeah yeah, but because Rick is one of Mr. Poopy Butthole's closest friends, uh, the Smith family guilts him into doing this uh, this intervention, but he's not going to do it alone. He has to get the gang back together. And so this is what brings us uh, all of the classic characters that we've we've grown to love over the years, ever since Bird Person's wedding, if not, uh, you know, the the parties at the at the at the Smith house um, way back in season one. Uh, so so he goes out, he he picks up. Uh, who does he get first? He gets. Uh, uh, he gets Quant. No. No, he, get, he, get, he gets gearhead. He gets gearhead first. Yeah, that's right. The the, the <laughs> least the least uh, resistant of 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 the crew. He goes and gets gearhead first. Get gets gets gearhead first. Then he goes. Uh, he goes and grabs Squanchy. Uh, and oh, have having a drink for the road at each of these locations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 stopping at Squanchy and just kind of doing like a you know like a gloss over that. Oh, hey, see, he told you he was he wasn't dead, and then and then. Let's let's take Squanty. Let's let's go on the road. 
Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that more. Uh, and then uh, then they go to get bird person. They get get bird bird, bird person has bird daughter. <laughs> bird daughter's there. Yep. He broke her out of some sort of femme fatale school or something yeah. like that. Bird daughter, you you have a gronflomite limb <laughs> that you that you left over here. Stop uh, going through my stuff. <laughs> I'd rather be in prison. Um, and then uh, then the last person they pick up is Jean. Uh, everyone everyone everyone's favorite Jean. They need a DD. Of course, they need a DD. Yeah, for a, yeah. an intervention. <laughs> so they go grab Jean. Uh, have and, you been and, drinking on a Thursday? Oh. <laughs> uh. Uh oh, yeah, that's, that's today. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, there, there's a there's a thing about that too, right? Like, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't go out that often. You don't go out that often, Travis. I know you basically have yeah. me as a friend, and and I'm all the way across the country, so you don't go out ever. And yeah. and so you know, but when we do, right? Like, I go to you and I look at you and I say, hey, you know, can you D and D? Or not D and D. Well, I guess it is D and D. I wish you would. I wish you would ask the D and D. Jeez. Shoot. I was talking about D and D earlier. Oh shit. Stuck over here soloing Baldur's I, Gate all the time. Am I drunk? I don't know. I might be. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, you 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 look for the the most harmless, the one that's not going to get in in the most trouble person to be like, you, you want you want a DD for us? And like, yeah, you, you sure. keep us safe. You keep us safe, Gene. I want to hang out um, with you for sure. And, and yeah, like overall, um, like they they attempt an intervention, but that falls off the rails rather quickly and, and turns from an intervention into an all night bender. Uh, but it, interestingly enough, the result of the intervention, the the thing that they were trying to get after, which is Mr. Poopy Butthole coming to terms with his life situation the situation with his family, his, his, his issues with alcohol ultimately all get resolved at the end, but not because they sat down in a room and said, you need counseling. You need to go to, you know, you need to get help. It was because they kind of like worked through those problems together and with Hugh Jackman <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah. and in the end kind of realized like, yeah, like they're, they're, Things aren't as bad as, as Mr. Poopy Butthole thought, and uh, and he can do better. He can get better, and so I'm hoping that this is a turning point for for the little top hatted uh, gentleman. Well, yeah, yeah, we have we have in the the notes here. You know, like honesty ends up winning out overall. We have a note about friendship here with Rick getting the gang back together. Uh, there, there's there's parts where Mr. Poopy Butthole. He's like when they're at their their first bar when they're at fuck yous, <laughs> and uh, he's like, "No, this is great, thank you. I can't believe you guys would remember my birthday." And everyone's like, birthday, "Oh, yeah, birthday, birthday, <laughs> birthday." And everyone's like, "Oh, yeah, no, of course, right?" And then you know, then they're they all lean into that and they're like, "Yeah, give us some shots, right?" Um, yeah. and then. You know, later it turns out it wasn't his birthday at all, and he's like, "If you were my real friend, why would you have, why would, why wouldn't you remember my real birthday? Because tonight's not yeah. it, right?" Um, and uh, you know, like, uh, you know, I love you, Travis. I I oftentimes forget your birthday. It's in the same <laughs> month as mine, but I never remember the date. It's somewhere later yeah, than it's, mine. It's it's after yours, <laughs> but, but it's it's the same way I remember yours. I'm like. It's before mine, <laughs> but not too far before. Pretty sure it's in the same month. It's, 
let me check my 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 Google calendar. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, same way I remember uh, the twenty first night of September. It's it's I've got <laughs> I've got a, a reminder in my iPhone uh, for so many yeah. years. But you know, like yeah. that that isn't necessarily an indication of, of true friendship, but it is an indication that like, well, for, for, for Mr. PB at that moment, he's like, clearly they weren't here for me. They, they didn't really care about me. If they really cared about me, they would know that I was lying in that moment. Right. And yeah. uh, so that, that becomes then a, a source of a con- contention, but you know, like, well, go, go ahead. Well, and I think, I think it really, that, that idea of like, real friends versus fake friends and things like that. Like obviously Mr. Poopy buttholes on the defensive. And as, as he comes through the rest of the episode talking about how he knows like the Smith family wants him out of the house. He knows that he's a burden. Um, and and Rick kind of confronts him on those things and is like, grow up, read the room. Like why, why aren't, why don't you do something about it? Why are you waiting for us to tell you? And, and so there's a little bit of like through the process of this episode, conversations happening that honestly you might see in an intervention if they had done it in a traditional way instead of Rick's way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this idea that like, oh, you're not a real friend because you forgot my birthday. But I mean, anybody with a Facebook account can remember your birthday. <laughs> the five people that are there to support you and try to see you through a hard time, regardless of how well they do it or how, you know, uh, hesitant they are to go through with, with an intervention, like those friends want what's best for Mr. Butthole. And I think so that, that aspect of it makes them more of like the real friends, even if they're not, the best people all the time. <laughs> it's 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 not the the superficial aspects that that prove friendship to to one another. It's it's those those deeper moments in the fact that they went out of their way to hang out with this person because they care about this person to to want their lives to be better. That yeah, you know, like it, whether they did it right or wrong, it ended up in a natural way. You know, natural for a cartoon with a third person sure. and, a, and a cat mutant. Um, you know that that there was a resolution and that that somebody could realize, you know, like people do care about me. And yeah, I, you know, the the thing about the thing about Poopy Butthole thinking that he's a burden and that uh, you know he knows that people want him to leave and Rick calling him out on that. You know, like it's it's weird. You you sometimes you feel those things you feel like, you know, these things about yourself, but you still like, even though you know about them, you don't know how to act on them. You don't know how to, to resolve that tension within yourself unless you talk to somebody about it and somebody confronts you about it. And uh, so I think that's, that's what happened when, when Rick eventually confronted him and to Rick's credit too, when he went back to the house and then, (laughs) and the ghost robot was like, uh, I deal in business. Oh God, the kids in my house. Business uh, is my business, and business, and business is, is good. good. Um, you know, like makes him be like, okay, all right. You know, I can't, I can't just give up on this person. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back, and I'm gonna see this business through. He's gonna see his yeah. unfinished business through. Yeah. Um, which a fake friend wouldn't do. I'm fake, just gonna, I'm gonna fake, say it. A fake friend wouldn't a fake do. Fake friend wouldn't do it. Nope. Nope. Right. 
Uh, interesting thing about these friendships, uh, especially the friendships across this gang, you, you talk about how how sort of nonchalantly they just brush over the fact that Squanchy's alive <laughs> and they're hanging out, right? Yeah. But over the last few seasons, there's been really intense things that have happened um, in the relationship between Rick and Bird Person. They kind of were estranged when Rick Rick brought bird person back right from from phoenix person but hid the fact that he had a daughter until it was you know to work to his advantage which hurt bird person and they kind of went their separate ways that seems to be kind of glossed over now and like fixed like canonically they're they're good again um squanchy's alive he's fine he's <laughs> the same little old squanch as ever uh gene is there? Yeah, part, uh, part, of, like, part of the crew always been always been there. Gearhead's been around uh, and is still there. So like, there's sort of like a soft reset on this whole friendship group, uh, and and yeah, it kind of it kind of sets the scene for there to maybe be more adventures in the future with these group with yeah. this group or with these individuals. Um, but it, it kind of has put it in a into a place through this episode where. Rick's kind of just square with everybody. Um, yeah. Except for maybe Gene, who, who, who got his burrito box taken uh, away. Poor, poor Taco Tambourine. Yeah. He, the, the flesh curtains, we may see them actually in action one, one of these days. I, I do. A re- reunion tour. I do want to, want to mention the thing about uh, Rick and, and bird person, you know, I, I'm pulling, I'm pulling from, I'm pulling from real life, real life here, Travis. I, yeah. I don't, I want you, I want you to know that, but you know, like sometimes there are people, friends that are estranged, right? Who friend like they they've been best friends for years, and then something something got into the middle of them, right? Uh, sure. Life life happens. They don't. They find themselves at odds, right? What sometimes what ends up bringing those people back together is another friend, uh, you know, caring about another friend. And, yeah. you know, even, even if it's just a, a step, even if it's a step in the right direction, uh, a, 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 an event that says, Hey, it's okay for us to talk to each other again and interact. Like that is enough to like start something. Maybe it will yeah. never be the same uh, as, as long as they live, but, there's something that I'm sure is in Rick. There's something that I'm sure is in bird person that wants there to be some kind of reconciliation. Uh, But you know, the communication, you need communication. And and that, and that comes with, you know, growing as people growing as a person, which um, is sort of, if, if we're still exploring themes of this episode, I think, I think that's sort of the last real like theme that's gone throughout the episode, both with, Mr. Poopy Butthole growing through. Sometimes I hear myself doing this podcast <laughs> and I'm like, let's talk about the uh, maturity of Mr. Poopy Butthole, because I feel like, <laughs> you know, he's really developed and he's he's found himself. He's he's more assured. He's he's he, he's OK with his family and, and the dynamics. Well, uh, maybe maybe when we're talking seriously about him, we use his certain is his real name his which is first name his first name which wayne. is wayne <laughs> let's wayne. talk let's talk about wayne uh for for a minute and <laughs> yeah you know wayne has grown <laughs> that, yeah, that, that sounds he has 
It almost <laughs> sounds worse. Um, but I mean, he goes from really wanting Amy back to learning that Amy and Poopy Jr. are better off, you know, under the care and supervision of a predator. And <laughs> and like, I think <laughs> this is a weird show. This is a weird show that we talk about. Um, but yeah, like, not only do you see the development in Mr. Poopy Butthole, but I think uh, as we've just discussed with with other characters as well, um, maturity in Rick a little bit, you know, and uh, maybe not so much Hugh Jackman. But, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is probably the last theme of this is just straight up partying with Hugh. Partying with Hugh Jackman. Partying with Hugh. It's not so much a theme as it is a way of life. And <laughs> That's right. Um, you know, you have to, you have to be ready to, to party with Hugh because he's, he has very few limits, uh, as, as we find out in this episode. I challenge you to explain this in a way that will not make us want to do it more. Uh, but yeah, so those, you know, for the most part, those, those are the themes that we, we, we took from this episode after a few rewatches. Um, you probably captured some, some themes on your own. Be sure to hit us up uh, of all the social medias that, that we talked about before over on X, over on our, our email or over, over at the, the Rick and Morty subreddit. Um, you know, go ahead and shoot your thoughts over there. Now, we do have uh, some comments here quickly. You know, we we've kind of glossed over it when we say glossed over, but really we just didn't talk about it at all. Just, just like straight up ignored it. <laughs> um, and it is it is going into the new voices, the new voices. Yeah. So the. Uh, we received the screeners for the two first two episodes. Yeah, they were very and they were very smart. Adult Swim and Warner Brothers in doing this. They still haven't told us who the new voices are. So if you're listening to this, you know more than us at this point. Uh, like, yeah, if you could the, the, the screeners it. that we watched have <laughs> no credits in them. Uh, there's just a splash screen of the Rick and Morty logo where credits should be. And uh, as of this recording on October 12th, we still do not know who the actors are portraying Rick, Morty, or any of the additional characters formerly voiced by Justin Roiland. And I, I, yeah, yeah, it's so if you're wondering why you're like, why haven't they talked at all about the new voices? That's why, because we don't know who the new voices are, but we can talk a little bit about our impressions about the new voices. Yeah. And, and I, I guess my first question to you, Brandon, is when you, when you turn on the episode for the first time, how cognizant were you about the new voices? How much did you find yourself listening to the sound of the voices more than what they were saying? Did you find it distracting the first time you watched the episode or... Were they close enough? Did they do a good enough job to where you felt like, yeah, this is this is good, and you just kind of put it out of your mind? Yeah, you know the the thing is, I think it, it, when we were at Comic Con, we saw the Solar Opposites episodes, and yeah. in one of those episodes, you see the Gooblers, which is which which were voiced by by Royland, and that voice was was different. Like I'm not talking about like yeah. the, the the main uh, Cromulons or whatever they they're, they're called. Yeah. Crump, whatever it doesn't matter. Uh, the the Gooblers, like they have Royland voices, but they were in that Comic Con preview, and those voices were different. And that was like, oh, oh, that okay, that's that that's a little weird, right? Now we go into now this premiere, and Mister Poopy Butthole features prominently, 
and that is a Royland thing. Yeah, that voice is is familiar, but it it, it is different. And so I was like trying that one was was a little bit distracting at first because that's where I'm like, okay, this is the first voice I'm hearing. This is like the most prominent Rick uh, Royland voice. I'm a li- I'm a little distracted, but by the but when I was actually listening to Rick and Morty, which isn't in this episode that much, um, yeah, I was like, honestly, I. I I don't really tell the difference with with the Rick. Yeah. To 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 be perfectly honest with you. I I would say I I caught myself numerous times during the first viewing of the episode really like listening for the voices and uh especially with Rick and being like mm, does that sound like Rick or does that sound like somebody trying to do Rick? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there would be scenes where I'm like I I cannot tell the difference at all like it sounds spot on the way rick used to sound yeah other times other inflections other other thing lines that he said there was definite like okay that's somebody different that's somebody (laughs) different doing the voice and i feel for me and maybe you know if you're listening to this and you've only watched the episode one time either you caught it live when it was on an adult swim um or you know you just immediately rushed to listen to this podcast the the second you stopped watching the episode um if you felt like the voices were distracting or the episode wasn't as good because the voices are different or something like that i really encourage you re-watch this episode uh because for me I, i'll be honest like i was less excited about this episode i didn't think it was as good as some rick and morty episodes in the past until I watched it a second time. The second time I watched it, I was sort of past the whole new voices thing. Yeah. I was over it. I'm like, okay, this is the way the voices sound. These are these are the characters. Let's watch the episode for what it is. And my enjoyment of the episode went way up. So, yes, I think Rick and Morty is is safe. Like the show <laughs> is still good. Like all of the other pieces of the show that make it awesome are still there. Yeah. And the execution of the show with these new voice actors, I think is phenomenal. I I think, yes, there was that like 22 minutes of me kind of getting used to it. (laughs) And then once I got past that and out of my head, and, and maybe that's just the way I watch Rick and Morty episodes too, because we do this podcast and I'm like thinking about the show more than just enjoying it sometimes. Right. Um, once I was able to get past that, I was like, yeah, it's just good. It's it's just a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me so I want to I want to I point uh, go ahead and talk about the voices just a little bit from from crowd reactions. Since since we're mm-hmm. talking the premiere, because this is the first introduction of new voices, um, I, I, I think it's actually really, really cool because we're posting the cold opens there on on Reddit before uh, before the actual episode airs. Get get a chance to see some discussions about about yeah. things. So, obviously, this new episode, uh, the premiere, the voices are are a hot topic. So, going over to the Reddit, posting that that cold open, uh, blindfolded twenty two says, "I think it sounds fine. Everyone acting like this ruins the series is absolutely just being dramatic." Uh, somebody, uh, okay underscore magician underscore one oh one six sounds normal to me. Uh, <laughs> um. Somebody says, does this air this weekend? Someone, uh, Innocence, uh, didn't even realize this was a new voice till I read the comments. LOL. 
Um, so, uh, tiny, teeny underscore big underscore tree. Nice. That voice is actually less annoying than before. Um, so <laughs> Which, hey, that's that's something. You know, you know, it, some some people do say like, oh, I don't feel so good. Uh, some people say uh, it's not that this voice is different. It's just how we inflex. Um, but so, you know, I, again, I think this is going back to what we talked about with, with voice acting in general, which is the, it's the, it's the spirit of the voice, not necessarily yeah. the exact voice that that's going to carry us through. Uh, and eventually we're going to, it's just, we're going to move on from it. If you like the show and you love the show and you love the stories and, and the jokes that are told, you're going to forget about the voices eventually because the content itself is what's going to carry you through. It was never the voices that made you love the show. It was, yeah. it was the plot and it was the jokes and it was the everything uh, else. The, the actors that are, that have been cast and I'm sure we'll talk about this actor specifically in our second episode. Cause I would assume we know who they are uh, by the time we record our second episode. Um, they're doing a great job. They're, they're, it it is it is definitely a a difficult role to step into, um, but I'm confident that y- even by halfway through the season, I think we're going to be past the whole new voices thing completely and really just talking about the show, like as as a fan base. Like I, I really I really don't see this being a long term. Uh, everybody at Adult Swim at the Rick and Morty you know, crew, like they did, they did a phenomenal job, uh, with, with this casting. And so, um, congrats to them. Very well done. Congrats to the new voice actors. And yeah, I'm just excited for, for what, what else is to come? What else is to come? We don't know yet, but let's go ahead and finish up our episode about how poopy got his poop back with our favorite bits. Ooh, favorite bits. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and get us uh, started here, Travis. Yeah, we're uh, just going to rapid fire through these. This is a line that I completely missed the first time watching the episode, but it just cracks me up every time I've, I've gone back to watch it. And it's very early on when, when the family's around the dinner table. Uh, Jerry talking about his, his TiVo and it being an antique. Um, I don't know how that makes me feel uh, now that I'm in my 40s and, and remembering when TiVo came out and it being referred to as an antique. But yeah, TiVo, if you don't know what that is, look it up. Uh, it's, <laughs> it predates, you know, streaming. Look, so anyway, look, antique look TiVo. it up. Uh, we, we mentioned Robo Ghost earlier, um, but yeah, Robo Ghost's unfinished business. That's what Rick wanted to help Mr. PB out with originally. Uh, I love that little... <laughs> I love that little subplot with Robo Ghost that is is unfinished business. He's like, ah, right. the go- the science of ghosts is uh really you know needs to be explored more. Whatever he says about it. The the the, the first time when he's uploading business, and then he stops it before the <laughs> upload's complete and it's unfinished business. It got me. I was like, that is that is the perfect way to have a robot have unfinished business. <laughs> Yeah. It was like an incomplete download. It was, it was, it, yeah, it just, I thought that was, that was, yeah, great. you know, it unfinished ghosts, unfinished business was, you know, I, I know that was a thing before the sixth sense, but you know, like, like I, like the changeling, that was a, a thing with a changeling with George C. Scott, that movie, which I know you've seen. Uh, I'm not, oh, talk, yeah. I'm not gonna, talking about the, one of my favorites, not talking about the Angelina Jolie movie. No, I'm talking about the George C. Scott movie. It's a haunted house movie. It's, it's great. Everyone should check it out. 
unfinished business has been a thing in, in ghost stories, but like the sixth sense like really made a point of unfinished business. Like that's why they had, that's why they can't pass. Anyways, I don't want, actually, I don't want to give Shyamalan that much credit. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, M. Night. Fuck you, M. Night. <laughs> uh, the, the fuck, the fuck no, you. That's all. not, that's not what the show notes say. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I do. I do like that. I do like that restaurant, uh, little, little side. I, I don't what, like. What's the what's the restaurant that it's like loosely based it's off like of, Dick's. like Dick's Last Resort? Yeah, uh, that's the one I think about. Um, I think that may have just been like a SoCal, like um, maybe San Diego thing, but San, it was San definitely Antonio, a restaurant. I think there was a, one in San Antonio too. Like, oh, it, was there? Okay, yeah, so it's, the it's a bigger walk. chain. Well, when I went through basic training. Okay, but yeah, it it a restaurant where they insult you, they make fun of you. Uh, you know, it's all in good fun some gentle ribbing but in this case what kills me is the way that the we the waiter is slinging these softballs at people like hey do you like gilligan's island huh <laughs> and, and then he leans into mr poopy butthole and is like i bet you had everything and then you let it slip through your little fingers while you like and just like just completely like shreds him to the core gives him a hat that says deadbeat dad it's just it's just it's just it's classic. It's great. It is. Um, it is. It is classic. It 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 is. It is great. I do like some of the the background gags uh, about like like just just uh like some of the beer. Like there's like non copyrightable beer type type stuff in the back. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. The, the, the small thing. There's there's a lot of little like Easter eggs kind of thrown in the back. Um, we mentioned it earlier too, but when Mr. Poopy Butthole talks about. Uh, it being his birthday, and then it repeats as it as it as it cuts to each friend's face as he's yeah. going birthday, birthday, and then it cuts back out to a wide shot. You realize Mr. Poopy Butthole's just been repeating the word birthday every time, and that wasn't <laughs> like that. I just I think that's great. Did too. you yeah. did you uh, the original party song? And did you get them to? Did you look at the words for that? No, I didn't, and I. I Unlike how I usually watch television, I never, I didn't watch this with captions ever. So yeah, like I, I listened to the words. I, I heard many of them, um, stuff about drinking turpentine and different stuff. It was, it was like a weird, like kind of like late nineties, early two thousands pop punk ska type of type of vibe. I don't know. It was like really fast lyrics and, I don't know, but it's a fun song. I hope it appears. I hope it's streaming on Spotify in the near future. I I I love it. I love it. I love it indeed. Uh, <laughs> um, and I'm sure I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it'll be on Spotify. I'm sure it'll be on Apple Music. Um, it'll be on Amazon Music. I'm you know for ninety nine cents a track. Um, you 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 have you have a note here, and I'll, I'll admit this when. I before I rewatched the episode, I saw the show notes and I saw the Planet of Booze people, and I and I immediately went to like Planet of the Apes, and I was like, is there like a, is there a Charlton Heston character who's on the beach and he sees like in the distance just like a giant these damn dirty apes, <laughs> like a giant Bud Light bottle, yeah, uh, like in the in the distance. And I was like, no, this was like a really really quick scene as they're going on their sort of binge through all these different planets and locations they teleport into a planet where it's just like a city street with a bunch of anthropomorphic 
bottles and cans of of beer and alcohol like walking around sort of like uh back when like the chair people and like the food people that they would uh kind of you know warp between in like season one uh but yeah so they warp in and there's just all these you know people these booze people walking around and then the crew just picks them up and cracks them open and starts drinking them like like some some terrible godzilla <laughs> you know monsters coming in and, and consuming it but i it, it's it's like the shortest little clip but i think it's the the, the premise is fantastic <laughs> um we, we we mentioned hugh jackman earlier uh yeah he he features prominently in the in the second half of the episode he's because <laughs> they, they find they find him at the the bee party where or the bee rave. The honey rave. <laughs> the honey rave. Um and and there's there's a there's a few good gags with Hugh Jackman. Uh the the first the first one is 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 the one that you pointed out, which is I gotta go take a huge Ackman. <laughs> yeah. Which is slang for for shit for in taking- Australia. Don't look don't look it up. Don't, don't, don't look it up. Um, uh, what I I got a kick out of a few three things. I'll say three things because they they represent uh, Wolverine's adamantium his claws. Three, his three claws. <laughs> uh, the first the first one is on his belt buckle on on Hugh Jackman's belt buckle. He's got three <laughs> three like three lines yeah. that that look. <laughs> way too close to being claws to and not be way too close to claws. Uh, so he's going to take care of those references later. Uh, and the other two things are in Hugh Jackman's house, the posters in the background, there's, there's the less less Jackmans, uh, which is like the less miserable, uh, <laughs> where, where it's just the face of, of Hugh Jackman in that, like les miserables, uh, uh, pose it's like the it's like the poster like the yeah. of, yeah, of the, like the like on the playbill or whatever yeah. exactly exactly and then and then yeah. the one that i really loved was the jackman where it's just it's all hugh jackman but it, like him as all of the roles not just not just Wolverine. all of the x-men roles yeah, yeah. Uh, i thought i i got a kick out of it i'm I'm particularly fond of the nude hugh jackman with just the claws out where he's like <laughs> turned around and uh if if they want to sell that as like a print at future conventions, I think they'd make a killing. I think I, I think I, I don't know if Hugh Jackman would sign off on it, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I don't I think they could they could the, the whole merchandise line could could really lean into this this Jackman. Thing. I, I I don't I don't know I don't know if if uh, he would sell off on it, but you know what he'd finally be a millionaire if if he if he did that finally. Uh, <laughs> Uh, why the long face, mate? What is- Possibly my favorite line of the episode. <laughs> Such a throwaway line. But Jackman asking Poopy Butthole why the long face, and his his simple response is just, uh, "What does he say? Shape of my skull." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why he has a long face because his skull is long. It's a long yeah. face. That's a face. Um, I, I'm I'm glad you point, put this one out there because you know you know my love you love you know my love of horror. I'm wearing a Friday the 13th shirt here on October the 12th, uh, which is a Thursday. Friday the 13th is tomorrow. Um, oh. You know, but, but I but I worked today and I wanted everyone to know, even though I'm not going to be at work tomorrow, I I celebrate this holiday. Uh, it, it's it, it's all of the Predator references 
everything with the predator in there is as, as I love it. I love having the predator in anything. Um, <laughs> there's a couple of gags uh, involving the predator. The first time we, 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 we talk about them, uh, poopy butthole is, is having predator basically, you know, be a PI and follow his, his ex-wife <laughs> to see what, what she's doing. Uh, he shows the, his, he shows the website on his phone and it's like, it looks like a geosites, Old, yeah, it's like old ass. It's like nineties, early internet. Yeah. yeah. The the in the bottom right corner of of the the screen, it says established two thousand one. I love that little that little detail. Um, there's a couple other gags in there too. Uh, when they're like fighting the predator at the end, Rick says like, "No, I wanted the skull." <laughs> I want that skull. The the, yeah. the 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 musket. He's like, I think that's just their currency. Uh, because the, the predator gives, uh, yeah. uh, Danny Glover, the, the musket in a uh, predator too, at the, at the very end of it. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways, it's just, it's just a weird, yeah. weird thing. Give me that big old tooth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I thought, I thought it was great. The reveal of predator was perfect with Amy kind of like floating, uh, while oh, Jackman's yeah. singing and then he just. Decloaks, oh yeah, yeah, can, it's awesome. Can we can we talk, can we talk about that that little bit? I mean, I love Caribbean I Queen. I love, <laughs> I love I love I love Caribbean Queen. Like I love I love that song, and, and I love that they written by Hugh Jackman, age sixteen. That's right, and and that's how they they pay that joke off. We're like, oh, he really did win the Grammy for that <laughs> in nineteen eighty six or whatever it was. Great, it's great. All right, moving on, uh, Wayne. We talked about it earlier. Mr. Booby Butthole has a first name. Mm. And it's Wayne. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, just, it, I don't think that will stick. Like, I, I, think, I think that will be added to his Wikipedia page. and uh, But he will always be referred to more formally. As Mr. Poopy that's, Butthole. That's, that's, like, that's like Grogu, right? Like, oh, it's, it's Baby Yoda. <laughs> you know? It's, like, it's, it's Grogu. It, take, it, it takes a while. It'll, it'll take a while. It, it takes a while to stick. But, um, yeah. You know, I don't think we're going to see any merchandise that just says Wayne character. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not at all. Um, you know, I, we do, we do have a, a few more bits, but I think we might be able to uh, categorize them in our last, last little segment here, which is the best and worst parts of the episode. Um, yeah. Travis, uh, you know, one, one, one of, one of the, the parts of the episode was the taco tambourine. We referenced it in, in, in our cold open for, for this podcast. Um, there's a few things that went on from the taco tambourine end sequence, the fading pills, uh, which is like, like, uh, you know, uh, what is, uh, American graffiti, the George Lucas film, um, maybe like Stand by Me, like a couple of those those types of movies. Yeah, almost almost has like Breakfast Club vibes. Yeah, yeah. Like at the end, like as they, as they are all kind of like going their separate ways. Um, the fact that they threw a sci fi spin on it instead of it just being like a film motif, but it being like no, they all took these fading pills, and and they they really hurt Wayne <laughs> when he takes them. I thought that was funny too. I, I yeah. I, I think I think the last part that really killed me was when when Rick came back and he's like, oh yeah, by the way, I took an undisappearing pill uh <laughs> to 
just to just to be clear, I took an undisappearing pill so I could come back to explain to you what's going on. By the way, you're probably wondering why the taxi disappeared. It's because the, the uh, although it doesn't well, 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 they're not sentient. They can detect, <laughs> you know, outer covering. So it probably just thought the taxi was like an overcoat, or something. Yeah, like a, some kind of large overcoat. And that's the explanation for it. <laughs> uh, and then he says this line. Here I go pillin' again, which I don't know if I love or hate that he says that. Um, I don't know. It's it's like it's, it's, like, it's a good callback to. Uh, uh, I just want to call him uh, discreet uh, assassin or whatever. Yeah, uh, uh, Mike uh, K. Michael. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that is the equivalent of a Rick and Morty dad joke. <laughs> yes, is yes, it ends it up is. Being. Um. But yeah, yeah. So I, I did, I did overall like that that little segment. Um, there, there is, there is a part here. Opens beer. I admit it. That was self destructive. This is probably my favorite, favorite part of the episode. Uh, if, if not, why the long face? Uh, they're all doing the mud trick. They're using all of their tactics to be stealthy against the predator. From the predator. Yeah. The predator is scanning the woods, trying to find them, and then. Mr. Poopy Butthole just slowly raises a beer can. <laughs> and, and immediately the three dots go right to his forehead and he goes, I admit it, that was self-destructive. Um, but just like the slow rise of the beer can and then click. Um, I just cracked me up. I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I, yeah, over, 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 uh, I, <laughs> that, that, that part, when I was watching it the first time, I was like, what the hell's going on? Did I miss something? Did I did I blink all of a sudden? And I missed why he's lifting up a beer can. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> there's there's the there's a gag. I understand now. Yeah. I understand now. Yep, yep, yep. Um are are there are there any parts of the episode that, that stand out to you as as maybe like not your favorite? Um I I will say that the uh the 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 ending tag um with with the uh the sheriff and 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 the lawnmower i get it it's a it's kind of a fun callback to something from from earlier in the episode but i was like okay like it's fine it's fine like i don't know i i i was i was not overly impressed what was with that, I, what that was part. i watching the other oh you know what you know what that gag reminds me of so so that the ending tag is the the tractor that is 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 coming. It's like destroyed the city, and it's it's heading towards the sheriff. And the sheriff is like takes his crucifix, kisses it, pulls out a Bible, kisses it, takes out a locket, kisses it, <laughs> takes out something else, uh, like a uh, like a four leaf clover, kisses it, and has like one bullet left in his gun, and then <laughs> and then the, the the tractor runs out of gas after it kills the the cop. Um, but that tractor earlier in the episode, it like took out a, a motorcyclist. Uh, I think maybe there's like one other gag where, where it did something. Um, maybe I see, like, I, I don't, don't remember there being a second gag. I, I remember yeah. like when they first get Gene, it like is slowly going off camera. Yeah. It hits the car and then a motorcycle runs into it and it's like, it's a disaster, okay. right? If there was a second callback to it. It was so small. I don't recall it. If there was, like, I feel like that for me would have made the ending tag better. If okay. it was like a third, third look at it, I think it, but, um, 
I mean, it's still funny. I, 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 yeah. I, I appreciate the premise. I, I, if I, I'm just literally tr- grasping at straws for something that I didn't like in the episode. <laughs> well, so I watched uh, the other day, Ernest Goes to Camp. I don't know if you've ever seen Ernest Goes to Camp. I don't know how you land on the movies that you watch and rewatch, but <laughs> I, I'm so thankful for it. I love Ernest Goes to Camp. It, it's like the first Ernest movie that he that he made. And in Ernest Goes to Camp, for anybody who hasn't watched it, there's a gag where uh, the 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 lawnmower, he falls off of it or something like that. And so it just like keeps going and like the lawnmower keeps going and various parts throughout the movie three or four times. Just if the lawnmower is in the background, it just go, goes past. And then until the very, very end of the movie, the climax of it. Their lives are saved because the lawnmower <laughs> stops everything, and like, so that's what that that's what that little that, gagger was. That, that 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 makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's why you're wrong about it being a worst part. But you had to find Sorry. something. I um, had to think of something. My worst part is is you saying that that's the worst part. But oh, uh, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Uh, well, and I think that is going to about do it for <laughs> our recap of the season seven. Season premiere. Uh, how Poopy got his poop back. I'm sure there's things we missed. I'm sure there's things we didn't talk course, about. Yeah. If you have thoughts, ideas, concepts, uh, opinions about this episode, please reach out to us. All the social media links. Hit us up. Send us an email. Send us a tweet. Comment on this video if you're watching on YouTube. Um, and then maybe we can include you in a little segment we like to call listener suggestions and short outs. Uh, couple of... Couple of uh, just folks that have reached out to us. Uh, one, Zachmo uh, from, from our Discord uh, just recently wrote to us, said, really enjoyed the most recent Apathetic Enthusiasm. Great plug. If you uh, if you enjoy this <laughs> podcast and you're, you're interested in some of our other podcasts, check out Apathetic Enthusiasm. Uh, anyway, he really enjoyed it. Good job. Also, excited for Rick and Morty pods. Well, here you go, Zachmo. <laughs> enjoy the podcast. Here you, here you go, here you go. What else, what else we got over there, Travis? Was that it? Was that it? That's the only one. I oh, it sounded with. like you had like a. Just it was, a it was really impromptu. More. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just remembered getting that message from him today. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I want to, I want to shout out to uh, Capital Underscore Practice Underscore Twenty Two Twenty Nine, who replied to my comment in uh, Reddit Miami Dolphins. Went to a Finns game at AT and T, and this guy had a Finkel number five jersey. So shout out, shout out to them. And uh, you know, you know, for anybody who sends us really, really cool, cool tweets that are relevant to Rick and Morty, please do that, and uh, we will, we'll definitely talk about you on the air. Um, but hey, this is this was season, this is season seven, this is the start of season seven. We've got nine more episodes to go after this, at least nine more episodes. We'll probably have some recap episodes. We're try- going to try to have interview episodes if we can manage it, and uh, we really look forward to listening to ourselves listening to the episodes watching the episodes reading your comments uh reading theories and stuff like that and just experiencing the show with all of you so thank you for listening thank you for being part of this fandom with us and travis last words yeah we'll be back next week for the jerick trap uh so so if you're not already a subscriber like subscribe do all those things on your favorite podcatcher or over on youtube uh and until next time I'm Travis. And I am Brandon. And thank you so much for listening. Bye.